just because you enjoy something doesn't mean you can't critique it or you have to just stop liking things that are bad. Sometimes it's necessary. <laughs> They just fly onto the boat. <laughs> the best part of the entire movie. I mean, yeah. there were so many shots of people getting run over by cars. Like for every John Wick, there should be like a Ruby Rose yeah. equivalent. Yeah. I'm Sarah Barson. And I'm Kelly Kaufman. And together with you, dear listener, we form the Bad Feminist Film Club. Okay, I'm recording. Oh, oh yes, I, for- I forgot. I kept on waiting. I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, well, I wasn't looking. You're not frozen. I am. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> I totally to forgot that we're not up. doing our intro, even though Sarah reminded me like two seconds before it. I just like paused. No, we're we're just having some technical difficulties. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, so we're on Skype and that's how we record. If anyone is just tuning in, this is how we record yeah. our um things because we're on opposite coasts and right. uh one or both of us will freeze regularly oh, yeah. and usually it's me and usually I look angry <laughs> well I think last time I think I had the picture of it and you just look kind of like bored but this one looks like like you're judging me <laughs> on what I'm saying my head's kind of <laughs> like like I've got a little bit like mm, yeah like mm, a I don't know yeah <laughs> that opinion's wrong <laughs> uh well welcome guys Woo. this is our Next episode, we watched, uh, we kind of went back to, um, we're still doing uh, movies that are not in theaters. We're kind of continuing to look at movies that we feel like have um, influenced the superhero genre. Yeah. Um, and this one is the first of the Marvel insanity of the current Marvel universe, yeah. and that is Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, which came out in 2008. Which I realize <laughs> now, it's almost going to be 10 years old next year. Oh, That's man. insane. Oh, man. I was like, I've been watching these movies for a long past time. Yeah. <laughs> Holy well, because I... Oh, man. Did you see... I feel like I saw this in... Oh, I, years, oh, I definitely I did. I, I vividly okay. remember. I had... That's when I lived at my parents' house. I had a subscription to Entertainment Weekly, too, and then I would read the reviews on oh, Entertainment nice. Weekly and watch this it was great good times wow yeah You're like a little miniature film critic <laughs> i was i i think the, the what the thing that i remember most clearly about this movie is like so i was taking the only film class at my high school Ooh. it was like one class that you would make quote-unquote movies with like a group of high schoolers which was like nothing <laughs> but every like on days when, like when we weren't making things we would just watch movies sure. and we had a f- kid who whose dad like worked in the industry and so he had Iron Man and the Dark Knight and it was my first period class and so I would go to school at eight in the morning and watch these movies that I had like like as I've talked about had never seen before and never had seen anything like it and would just walk out of class like holy shit like what what just happened (laughs) so this is another one as I've as I will probably say for like a lot of these movies but this was one that was like really like all the noises that his suit makes yeah. I was realizing are like burned in my brain like all that stuff is so visceral for me yeah I remember like re- I, I I was like really into like reading I think that's when I started reading reviews where it was like "Ooh, this is like a big game changer because Marvel's like it debut uh debuted in like April which was like they're doing mm. like spring that's this right. is crazy like now like now we're used to Marvel releasing movies whenever they feel like it and so everyone's like what how is it gonna make money in april and everyone's like oh because there's no other movies out and like someone someone finally discovered that which seems weird (laughs) well i mean because this one was like i feel like this was a big um risk for marvel i mean not only because of robert downey jr but like just in general like it's it's very i mean i do feel like this is a direct descendant of batman begins yeah because it is like the down-to-earth like the modern updated version of a superhero um but on the other hand it's a very like different movie than batman begins because like oh yeah i remember um the conversational feel of like the script and the way they talk like i remember that being a big thing um yeah and it's um i you know i really like this movie but i feel like this definitely feels like more of a 2005 movie than batman begins does (laughs) all or 2008 excuse me 2008 movie than 
Batman Begins feels like a 2005 movie. Because it's like, they yes. mentioned MySpace in like the first like two minutes and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. And the, and the phone he uses, like, with the flip top, yeah. and, like, that says, yeah, like, LG. I was yeah, like, whoa, I okay. <laughs> well, I do want to talk about, um, like, kind of the political angle that this goes yeah. for. But um, I think we're going to do what we've been doing, which is where you talk a little bit about some of the background of this movie. Right. Um, before we get okay. further. So, yeah. So, this is kind of interesting that they've been trying to make this. Oh, you're unfrozen. Hooray! I know. I just, I just noticed. Wow. <laughs> Yay, okay, this we is going to be a lot easier. Um, so, they've been trying to make, the, make an Iron Man movie since 1990, which was before I was Jeez. born. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> context. I wasn't born yet, and they were like, God, we need to make this Iron Man movie. And then, uh, skip to 2000, they were starting to be in talks with, who else? Joss Whedon, because everyone asked Joss Whedon to make their superhero mm. movies. <laughs> Apparently, well, but at that time, that was like, wasn't that was that pre Buffy? Um, no, when was well, this nineteen one? No, no, I think it's like Buffy came. Oh, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in the height of Buffy. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's because he worked on X Men. Uh, the first movie. What really? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure he's. I didn't know that. I, I think he's the one who made the frog line. Oh no! Uh, yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, no, I. Well, we have another. We should mention the other. Well, that will probably date this podcast. Never mind. Don't listen to me. We'll cut that out. <laughs> um, yeah, so of course, you know, they have to throw Joss Whedon in there at some point. And then we finally, I would say, like, in 2005, Marvel's like, okay, we're going to do this for real, you guys. And then they're like, they had to, one, like, okay, so well, they hire John Favreau in 2006, who hires Robert Downey Jr. And then John Favreau's like, yo, it's cool. Robert Downey Jr. is a cool guy. Like, I have to promise you he's not going to fuck up. And so, which yeah. I think is interesting that he's such, a, like, a high risk, even though he basically creates the whole Marvel yeah. look. Well, yeah. And then, um, oh, what was my other favorite part? Yeah, and then John Favreau was talking about he wants to make it, like, an indie film, like a spy movie. So I think that's where we get that kind of more realistic movie, yeah. uh, movie from. And they had to do these like test screenings where the guy who made Deadpool, you know, the director, oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he created these like animated shorts to show to people to build awareness of what Iron Man is before the movie came out oh. in like 2005, where, because a lot of people thought Iron Man was a robot. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember people being like, who the, like who's yeah. Iron Man? Like, what's that? It was like a low tier superhero that no one knew about, which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so... So that was kind of crazy. And then, so yeah, if you actually look, I wrote, I actually wrote an article about this, like on Screen Rant, where like they had these like test footage and they released it like only like a year ago of Iron Man, of like what he is, like who he is. So like they had to like introduce them to children, like he's cool, you guys. Like <laughs> he's a cool superhero. And then, okay, this is my favorite part about the actual production. So that we get to actually like we're making the movie. So yeah. most of the why, why you like the dialogue is because it's mainly improvised, but it's mainly right. improvised because the script wasn't completed when they started filming. And I was like, what? <laughs> they just start, start making scenes? like, And they're like, yeah, because we wanted to focus on the story and the action, but we weren't too worried about the dialogue. And I was like, you guys are so lucky that you had Robert Downey Jr. just like saying whatever yeah. it feels like. And having people who can respond properly to that. Oh, my God. That's well, literally that's, what it says. See, that's insane. <laughs> that's, like, such a thing in Hollywood. It's, like, they don't get it, which, like, you're totally right. Like, it, they got real lucky that it actually worked out in this case. But, like, they yeah. they spent all that time making animatics, like, promising that, like, taking a risk on RDJ. Oh, yeah. And, like, all this shit. And then, like when it actually gets down to making the film, they're like, man, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, like what? <laughs> okay. And like, this was them trying to launch like their whole cinematic universe. Yeah. All, and it starts on like, oh, but we didn't have a script ready. So it was like, you know, but I think that is uh, the improv though of that definitely is that strength where it's like people are just talking yeah. like people and not like superheroes. Yeah. Which yeah. I think was that's good. totally true. So that's kind of the yeah. background on kind of the mess that it took to really 
get this together. Because Iron Man is just such a hard character to, like, it's not Batman or Superman or Spider-Man. It's, like... Yeah. And, like, and because Marvel Studios, like, didn't have any of those characters because they got rid, rid of X-Men and Spider-Man. All these people are like, what do we have left? They don't have anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of like what Netflix has been doing, where, like, they get the dregs of, you know, the superhero yeah. genre. But at the same time, like... So long as you write a good story, like it could be about it could be about you know Squirrel Girl or whoever, yeah, and it should still be a good, interesting thing to watch. Totally, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. So that's that, so crazy. Oh, and then I think the only other thing was that when Gwyneth Paltrow was hired to be Pepper Potts, mm. she asked them to like get her comic books of like stuff that Pepper Potts is in which I thought was kind of interesting and I was like oh that's sweet and then she's also framed her relationship with Tony as like a 1940s like rom-com like a Catherine Hepburn Spencer Tracy kind of relationship which you can totally tell and I think that was a good idea good idea Gwyneth yeah I mean (laughs) I have stuff to say about her when we get to (laughs) when we get to that section but yeah no that's that's actually that's super interesting. Anyway, so those are fun. Um, f- those are more kind of fun facts. Um, it didn't have as quite the you know it had it was kind of kind of crazy development process. Yeah. So <laughs> that's so crazy. I mean, see, that's the thing is that like I know like like Nolan. One of the things that I think is like ensures that his movies will be good yeah. is that they take a year, which is like. This is true of, like, most movies, you know, with the exception of, like, Suicide Squad, which we all know took, like, a week to write. (laughs) But, um, like, most movies take a long time to go into production. But, like, Nolan, like, from what I can tell, he takes a year to, like, make it a science. Yeah. And, like, break it down to, like, such a degree that, like, by the time production actually rolls around, like, everything is ready to go. Yeah, it's like a a machine. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, like, uh, that's such, like, that's how I thought filmmaking was when I was, like, (laughs) in college. And then you realize that, like, no, 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 like, these studios have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) Like, nobody does. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that, and it's just, like, good to compare, like, two pretty good like two good superhero movies that are influential and the complete Mm. opposite of like production like here's a very strategic plan that i've developed for the past five years and then like we're just gonna improv this it'll be cool i got and i think that also plays to the strength of marvel hiring good people like good actors Mm -hmm. to be their main characters and kind of letting everything else fall into place because i think that's always their biggest strength is like their their leads are always like very charismatic and interesting and nothing else yeah. could matter. Well, and their directors. Yeah. Like, that's one of the things I think Marvel has done the best. Like if they've done anything wrong, like this is what they get right is that they take comedy directors and put them in charge of a semi-serious movie. Yeah. That's and true. that is like huge. I don't think, I don't think people like realize like what an important part of their formula that is. Yeah. Um, Cause all their best movies are, comedy director that's true yeah it's like as someone who has like a very like strength in comedy always like works for a marvel movie that's true i didn't even think yeah. about that that's yeah that is true um <laughs> i don't know why i said like so. that <laughs> you are right <laughs> um, yeah so i mean so one thing so i i mean i've seen this movie like five oh yeah times, me so too i knew it already like, it was kind of burned well, into my was... head i was like <laughs> yeah. oh wait i just saw and i like yeah i texted sarah i was like oh wait i just saw this a month ago <laughs> <laughs> cool. yeah but it was super interesting to watch it like actually like from an analytical point of view because i've never done that yeah. like, i've always just watched this like because i like this movie yeah. so much but um one thing I was noticing is, like, the terrorism angle, which is, like, a clear part of the movie, but yeah. I've never thought of it in the context of, like, when it came out. Oh, and really? What, where America was at that point. Um, and it seems so, like, I almost was feeling like it feels outdated because they focus so much on physical, like, like physical weapons, like missiles yeah, and shit like uh-huh. that, instead of what we're dealing with, like, right now, which is, like, cyber warfare and, like, information warfare. It's, it was really weird, like, to realize where, yeah, like, where we were just nine years ago. I know? think that's, like, kind of a lot of Iron Man, like, and it's, like, doesn't mean it in a bad way, but it does feel all very good, but slightly outdated. And it's weird because it's like we said, it's only been less than 10, like 10 years. Like there's just like certain things like, yeah, especially the focus on terrorism in Afghanistan. Not even that like, 
that we're dealing with cyber terrorism, but we are dealing with like like bombings and all that. And mm-hmm. it just seems to focus kind of differently. We're like they're cutting these caves and it's very feels it's very Taliban versus Yeah, like, than ISIS. Turkey or ISIL or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's it's true. like super It's super Taliban yeah. like Oh, Bin Laden's still alive, kind of our version yeah. of things. In a cave. Yeah, in, yeah. A, in a literal yeah. cave. And you're like, they're kind of taking over cities now. And so, I, I don't, yeah, it kind of it kind of throws me because it feels outdated yeah. even though it's only been like, you know, 10 years. It hasn't been that long at all. But Yeah. Well, and there was also, I think a big part of it too is like Tony Stark as a metaphor for America at the time, totally. which sounds super deep, but <laughs> what I... <laughs> What I mean by that is, like, because I remember, like, again, so this was, this came out uh, my junior year of high school. Um, Yeah. So this was at a time when I was first taking U.S. history and U.S. government Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And I happened to have, like, a really good teacher who was very, like, cynical about, you know, kind of American history and that kind of thing. So at the same time that I was realizing that, like, America has done some really bad things, like, this movie comes out where it's kind of like, you know, Tony realizing, like, oh, yeah. my company that we've been blindly, like, just trying to be on top and trying to be great and all these things is, like, actually killing a lot of people. Totally. And and is a direct, like, the whole thing where, like, um, he is directly responsible for the terrorists, like, and what they do. And I think that's, like, that's, obviously yeah. that's, like, in America, you know? <laughs> like Totally. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It was really interesting. Yeah, and I, and I haven't really, like... I mean, like, Marvel still kind of touches on political stuff, but I feel like it's not as strong, a strong messaging as it is, like, in this movie. I mean, it's, you know, it still is, but, yeah, this one where it's, like, we're giving weapons to our enemies and, like, we are helping, like, create this cycle of violence, which was kind of different. Yeah. Which was, like, pretty unique, I think, also for the time when it came out. Yeah. So, I thought that was... Yeah, it's interesting. It's, like, both outdated while still relevant. So I guess that, you know, that that's kind of good in its own way. I think just making it yeah. be kind of like a Taliban-esque group when they should have made it, like, slightly different might have been translated better. I don't know. It's yeah, like- I was thinking about that, too. Like, because, I mean, on the one hand, they have Jensen, who I feel like they that's to show that, like, yes, these are the bad guys, but it's not, like in a in a like all middle eastern people are part of Taliban. it's more like look this is how it's affecting people who actually live here which is like a really good message but then there's the part where he goes to golmira and like fixes it and that always has made me feel like a little weird because it's like here's america to like save you know save the poor people of afghanistan and it's like well we know how that works out so (laughs) we fixed terrorism it's like oh no we didn't we made it worse nope (laughs) like (laughs) Yeah, like, there is a little bit, and, like, uh, well, I think it's interesting because the original Iron Man comics had him being kidnapped by Vietnamese soldiers because it, it was, like, created during the 70s, so they're like, well, we can't make him the Vietnamese because that makes no sense. So, uh, they, so it's just, like, the modern equivalent, yeah, basically. Which, like, kind of makes sense, So and that's probably why it feels, like, slightly different. But, yeah, it's kind of this, like, white savior-esque thing that feels kind of, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, totally. And it, but again, it has that weird thing where, like, you think the three, what is it, the three rings or the T- nine ten. rings? Ten. I think the it's the ten rings. Ten rings. <laughs> Look at there eventually. Just, Just keep, keep on like, going up. Like, yeah. Warmer, warmer. Um, but you think that guy um, yeah. is, like, the bad guy, and then you realize, like, oh, no, it's the white corporate man who's, like, the bad guy. And I don't I don't know. Iron, again, like, it's, it's like, such a theme, and now. Iron Man 3? Like, same thing? <laughs> Yeah, it's so, and I don't know what that means, or if that's like a good or a bad thing, or if it's just a thing. Like, yeah, because yeah, all oh, right, because that happens in Batman Begins too. Yeah, and in uh, Iron Man three, two or three, three, three. can keep them straight. Um, yeah, yeah, because I feel like it's their way of being like, oh, we're not making like the you know Middle Eastern or Asian dude the bad guy, but then at the yeah. same time, then like the main genius is a white guy so it's like i don't right it yeah it seems weird that 
in like the past like two movies we've seen it's like the same thing that's happened it's kind of like i mean or it could just be the bad I white guy it's fine like yeah i think it probably ties into the idea that like that starts in this movie which is like yeah. we think the enemy is overseas but really the enemy it's, is ourselves yeah. or like ours corporations or whatever you know yeah um it like plays good but it also feels like I don't, yeah, it's like, it's a weird, it's a weird trope that comes up where I'm like, yeah, I do like that where it's a white guy who's a villain, but then, because I think they're trying to, yeah. and a lot of these, like, comics also come from, like, a later era where always, like, the Asian person was the bad guy, so like, ooh, this is, like, too racist, we need to moderate yeah. it up. He's white. Yeah, well, right, well, because, like, the Mandarin is, like, a real bad character. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, we can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't, or maybe, like, maybe if there was, like, a Middle Eastern guy besides the guy who dies, like, just in the movie, you yeah. know, maybe that would help. I don't know, but uh, yeah. that is funny. Yeah, if, I don't know. Uh, we should, we should make, we should make a list of how many, oh, you think it's this Asian guy? Oh, no, the white guy, the bad <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> and, like, and Marvel has a lot of these, like, evil corporate white guys, a lot. Like, yeah. they have an Ant-Man yeah. I feel like there's another one that they do it in. Oh, they have it in Iron Man too. There's also evil corporate white man. Mm-hmm. And well, and you could say because um, the only other like political movie that I would say has this level would be Winter Soldier, which yeah. where they talk about like you know, privacy and like that kind of thing, sure. you know. And I feel like that was really topical. And that one has that one's not even a corporation. That's the government. Yeah, it's like they, a white dude in the government, you know. Yeah. So which was bet? Yeah. yeah I don't know. And, yeah, I think that's why well, – and also a lot of Marvel movies, once Iron Man comes out, kind of follow the Iron Man formula, too, of yeah. doing things. Which, you know, it's not bad. I just think they should work on their villains a team bit more. Side note, though, did you hear that um, – so Pirates of the Caribbean 5 is coming out, and or just came out, or I don't know, somewhere in there. I don't know. But I heard that – it was originally going to have a female villain, and uh-huh. Johnny Depp was like, "Oh no, uh, I or I just played against a female villain in the dark, in dark shadows, yeah. which was like years ago." <laughs> and then he's like, "I can't do it again," and so they switched it to a male villain. Oh yeah. Oh I oh I, I read like, this article because I was like, I gotta read this shit, and I'm like, okay, because it was in Dark Shadows, which how many people saw that movie? One yeah, and that was that was like a lot. Like a no one ago. is going. All oh, that Johnny Depp. He always plays against female villains. It's so weird. Like no one says that. <laughs> like, I know. I was like, I don't understand why. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, it was like really weird. And then I was like, wow, Johnny Depp has like a lot of influence in these movies. Like, like well, having them. Re- yeah. I mean, I get it because he's like he brings in the money, but yeah, yeah I just that didn't was understand wild. That. I was like, oh, I'm sorry for all the male villains. He's like, oh, yeah. man, I, fight, I like, fight a lot of dudes. Like, yeah, I know. That. I know, right? Like, well, that's the crazy. I mean, obviously, that's true of, like, anything in feminism where we're like, oh, no, we can't have a woman. It's like, but you've, like, literally all, everybody's a man. Yeah, everyone <laughs> like, literally everyone else in the movie is a dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was crazy. So I don't know if maybe there was a little thing of, like, I can't play against a woman because of like his whole thing with amber heard like i wonder if someone like said like oh it'd be weird if you're like beating up on a woman or something that that was my second thought i was wondering if it was around that time when he was like divorcing her and they're like you can't do that you can't be near a woman equally crazy yeah i know just don't please just don't talk to them just don't can't be do anything (laughs) um so i i think it could actually be more like that and he's like, I can't look like I'm beating up on another girl- lady. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, man. Super weird. Regardless, that's a shame. I'm not I, even though I probably wouldn't see this pirates movie. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna pick up this thing money. Yeah. Just because, like, I've <laughs> yeah. I've seen the first three, and I'm. I actually heard this one was yeah. a lot better than the other ones, but I also don't know what other ones they mean. Like. Yeah. Well, and ironically, if it had been a female villain, like, I probably maybe would have seen it. Yeah, I probably would have seen <laughs> it. Know? 
like a female pirate. Yeah. I also don't. And as it is, it's just kind of like, like, oh, another pirate's movie, whatever. I was like, just because Orlando yeah. Bloom's in it is not, you're not going to seduce me by like putting Orlando or Bloom like in his, it. Or his like, uh, his son is supposed to be a character. Oh, yeah. And he's this like super young, like cute little like, like boy. And I'm like, why are you like, why are we doing this? Is he being set up to like be like, I don't, I don't know. Well, no, oh, well, and, I have to stop making those. I know Karen Knightley's in it too. Do you know that? I know, yeah. I was like, what? She's not doing some period piece about, like, World War Two or something? Like, she's not... <laughs> I, I'm sure it's just a cameo. I'm sure no, it's, it's like, a, it's a cameo, I'm pretty sure. I don't think Karen Knightley yeah. would want to be on that poster. No. <laughs> she's like, nope. She's like, nope, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, it because I'm going to make this really indie movie about some period, about some time in the early 1900s. <laughs> so I need the money. <laughs> Ugh. anyways yeah. tangent disney is insane i mean that's the other thing is i was watching this and i was like wow things were so simple back then right like, like marvel was such a like cool like indie thing to do you know <laughs> right yeah now it's like this like Ugh. monster that'll like it's such a monster i mean i have to i mean all i can say is that they've done better than dc because obviously they're not trying to play catch up right but, like civil war was so bloated in my opinion and so like yeah I, oh, I just was like we don't need 50 people like just that's a lot just of do this where it's like it's one dude he has a cool ass suit and he flies around yeah. like i would watch that movie again i don't care <laughs> <laughs> i know that that's why i've been actually been more particular for the kind of one-off marvel movies now like i kind of really enjoyed ant-man i was like this is nice and this is pretty sweet like <laughs> yeah i actually did no i agree i even actually did see doctor strange that wasn't that was pretty good, I have to admit, yeah. d- despite all the cultural problems. Yeah. But it's an enjoyable It was movie. pretty it's good. It's an enjoyable viewing experience. And, it, and it, look, yeah. it looked pretty good, and I was like, oh, this is... Yeah. And I, and you know, I know there was a controversy with Bendit Cumberbatch. I was like, he is good in it. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, I know. I, I get was it. like, damn you for being a good actor. <laughs> I, know, I was like, <laughs> I believe it. He, and he does the, like, sad puppy thing at some point, and I'm like, oh. Oh, I love it. Like, well, and the American accent was consistently weirding me out. Like, I liked it, but it was like weird for the whole movie. It's fucking. It's fucking like, Doctor oh. House. It's Hugh Laurie's American accent, <laughs> and that's the weirdest part about it. Is like when I first saw the trailer, I was like, "Why is Hugh Laurie in this movie?" <laughs> he like I don't know, and because the thing is, that's not how Americans talk, but that's just like that makes sense like it makes sense it's it's a particular almost a particular accent of someone who's not american how do you have an american accent it's like where they like hard pronounce their r's and they sound like yeah we're like (laughs) yeah and it's like it's so weird yeah it's very strange um but yeah and yeah i will have to say i did think that i did miss when it's kind of like more like winter soldier though where um I did like the scope of Winter Soldier that I kind of mm-hmm. wish Iron Man had. And I thought, you know, having, you know, Captain America and Black Widow was like a great combo. And Falcon, like three. So good. And then they were just kind of supporting. They weren't just trying to be like crazy superheroes or just like, you know, yeah. like a team. I kind of missed that in in this movie, though. It was like, could have been like maybe one other person doing something superhero-y would have been... Like, a Black Widow-type yeah. character would have really, really sealed it. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that for, like... I mean, I think it works for this movie only because I think at the time, that would have been overloaded. Oh, like, yeah. I think they needed to keep it, like, just... Look, there's a guy. <laughs> he makes a suit. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean... Which, I just want to say, I said it... I thought it at the time. I still think it now. I think that suit is the coolest... Oh, yeah. Like, the best design. It's beautiful. Like, I, oh, yeah. I can't get over it. I like how, like, like a good portion of the movie is like, look at this cool shit this suit can do. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, that's the it's shit so I want to see. It's so good. It is really oh, it's good. Just that, gorgeous. Any, yeah. any of, like, the times when he's, like, testing this suit, when he's, like, back yeah. in Malibu and his... That's my favorite part of the entire movie. Me too. I'm just like, I just Yeah, that see one fl- shot with the silver suit when it pans around and you see all the flaps and everything move and I'm just like oh, oh. I know <laughs> like, I love it <laughs> I think this I think this actually is what made me interested in robotics on that kind of thing like oh, I, I didn't realize it at the time but I think this is actually like what made me want to like design robots and shit you know totally it's just yeah Ugh, yeah so I just good. love like if it could just be like Tony Stark designing things 
for an hour. Yeah. I think I, I would definitely watch that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get that, like, that's something that I think permeates, like, not just this one, but like his other standalone movies for Iron Man is like, it's just a, like, out of all the things that he's, like, his faults, yeah. his, it's always redeemed by the fact that he just, like, loves to make things. Yeah. And he loves to, like, build and create. And I feel like that's so relatable and, like, it's such a good trait that it outweighs all the other, like, anything bad that they bring up for him. Oh, totally. Yeah. We're, yeah, I just, there's some sort of, like, kind of, like, I don't know, I don't want to say magic. The magic. Uh, of just, yeah. like, creating the suit. It's, like, I mean, that's, like, also my favorite part about Batman Begins, too, though, is just, like, mm-hmm. the watching them like do this shit it's like so exciting it's like ooh, he's making it like ooh, he's gonna turn it red (laughs) yeah 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 i agree and i mean even like in the later movies where like i think it must be the third one where like he has all the uh, other suits that like are weird like do weird things. oh yeah i kind of like that stuff too i'm like i kind of want to just like see what all these things do like (laughs) what all these suits said what did they do why is this one so big (laughs) yeah (laughs) why is that one black and gold and like skeletal (laughs) is that your halloween costume tony um But yeah, I would say, like, overall, I thought the movie was good, but I just, you know, it was very hard to watch this one after Batman Begins, Mm -hmm. just because I think there was just, like, such an excitement in Batman Begins, just, like, I think there was a lot more of just, like, Bruce Wayne being Bruce Wayne that I thought was really good, like, where, like, I think we could have just had, like, we were saying, just, like, Tony building a little bit more, like, doing a couple more things. Like, I could, you know, just, like, more focus on Tony, honestly, would be fine with me. And and less in, like, the cave in Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting, because I think it's... I was realizing, like, that it's really hard for me to watch this movie objectively, because I've (laughs) seen it so much and loved it for so long. And, like, so I think, again, like, at the time, I think it was just right. Because I will say, like, the structure and the pacing of this movie actually are really really good like yeah it's, it's it, everything kind of happens when you expect it to and, totally. and yet it's like novel you know yeah. I don't know how they do that but um so I feel like just even the stuff where he's like working on cars and like you know you get the feeling like okay this is like a really smart guy but he's also a mechanic and I feel like totally. the fact that they're able to show that in such a small like little clips yeah like, I think works pretty well for this movie also one of my and, favorite parts is when um pepper like takes out his arc reactor and they have that like moment that was a really good moment they can do really like good like character stuff like that that i could just watch on end yeah and i was like i don't you don't have to fight anybody you guys could just talk and that's good (laughs) it's it's cool (laughs) i know i love i know i really like and um i mean we can kind of i don't know do you have more to say because i feel like we could transition into talking yeah no yeah i'm good i'm good yeah um so yeah, I I've always really liked her in this movie. Yeah, like, I even though she's in like kind of an assistant secretary position, right. their relationship is so good that I feel like it works. Yeah, they have like really good chemistry, which I'm like I've always I always forget because like because Gwyneth Paltrow is now this like lifestyle brand now that I always forget that she's like yeah. a really good actress sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like whenever I see her and stuff, I'm like, what? Like that Gwyneth Paltrow is really good. <laughs> like. <laughs> every time and I'm like I don't know why I'm surprised every time she's good I just she has this like uh, like real world persona that I feel like yeah shadows her stuff and she's like really funny and like witty and fun yeah. which I thought was good yeah I mean I don't mind it as much in this one where she's in a sister role because that like is her job where like that mm-hmm. probably it bothers me more in something like Thor where Natalie Portman is like a scientist and you're like, well, maybe she shouldn't be the yeah. sidekick, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think, Actually, that's a really good point. Because it's yeah. like, at least this was like, that is her character in the comic books and in the movie. It's like, that's what she does and who she is. Well, not yeah. who she is, but you know, it's like, that's kind of her role all the time. So that makes sense. She falls yeah. into it. We're like Natalie yeah. Portman's, I forget what type of scientist she's like. I'm an astrophysicist Physics. or something. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe you could be doing something more than just standing around. Yeah, just give her a few more things. <laughs> yeah, Pepper Potts does more in this movie as an assistant than Natalie Portman does as an astrophysicist in Thor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs> he like draws her the stars yeah. of like, oh, this is my galaxy, and then she's like, wow, I know the galaxy now. It's like she couldn't even get to figure that out. Like, 
<laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, and, I, and, and it's kind of funny. I was realizing, like, because, like, having now worked as a personal assistant yeah. and as, well, specifically a personal assistant, I'm like, she's, like, I get it, you know, because as an assistant, you have to be able to do everything, yeah. which is, like, such a weird idea, like, for a job. Oh, yeah. But, like, I... I feel like it's totally realistic, like, oh, for yeah. her to do so that's all the stuff that she does. Totally. And I like that she becomes more of a partner, like, as the film goes on. Yeah, I could see um, that. Instead of just an assistant. And yeah. I feel like she does assert herself, uh, especially at that, mm. what is that, at that party. I forget what the party was. Yeah. She's like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not just going to be your assistant because I also want to be your girlfriend. But, like, yeah. you know, like she kind of, like, at least make some boundaries for herself which like good for you because yeah he's a playboy and you should make boundaries until he's ready to come to you good job (laughs) well and that's something that's kind of interesting too is because like um there's the reporter character who is like a frustrating character but I, i i don't like her but i do like that he like his part in the beginning where, like, he's, like, the playboy and she's, like, so easily swayed to, like, go and, like, sleep with him. That's part of his, like, bad persona. Whereas after the cave, then it becomes, like, oh, no, now. Like, somehow, as part of his transformation, he's, like, no, now I'm going to respect women or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. That's the thing, but. (laughs) Yeah, I was, like, oh, okay, now you're going to be, like, cool women. Though, I do have to say, it's kind of weird. And I think this happens a lot in movies just in general. But it's, like, it's always the journalist who's, like, super skeevy, which I always feel like that's never true in real life. I was, like, why is the journalist always doing skeevy-ass shit when, like, this never happens? Yeah. You don't work for Vanity Fair and then also, like, you know, like, it's not like you work for some, like, nothing. Yeah. Like. So unprofessional. Like, don't sleep with your subjects. And, like, I thought it was more that she was sleeping her way to get into his house. A story or something. But I still don't like that. And then Pepper calls her trash. And I was, like. Yeah, that that's that a was always thing. what I think. Yeah, that's what bothered me this time around. Yeah. Like that's never bothered me that much before because it's meant to be played as like a burn. Oh yeah, like, not necessarily. But I, but the, I think what the problem I have with it now is that there is an undercurrent of like the girlfriend versus the wife kind of thing, and it's like weird. Like and you know that's like, it's like as as feminists, I don't like seeing women pitted against each other. It's like it's like oh know? he's he respects women, so now he goes for the good girl, not her that kind of thing yeah yeah like she's not a yeah she's not a good girl and he you know he's moved on from girls like that and I mean like also even which you know I was like talking about my coworker about this is like even in the past like 10 years how people portray women I like I know it's like very slow going but even now I think people when people watch that they're like oh that's it's kind of weird thing to say to her she's just oh yeah making her own choice you know it's no, a, I've been watching, like, a lot of, like, TV, like, older TV lately, yeah. and, like, even, like, um, Parks and Rec um, oh, yeah. has, like, a couple, like, in the early seasons, I was like, whoa, like, what is <laughs> this, like, what is, what is this about? Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. It has changed a lot, and I don't know if it's, like, different when you're actually just living it, you know? Yeah. Like, and maybe in, like, 10 years, we're gonna watch stuff from today and be like, ooh, like, right. I don't know. I mean, like. Yeah, but it is, it is great. It has changed And I feel like that's, like, I mean, I'm sure when I watched it the first couple times I probably laughed at that point at that line so I think that's also like speaks to like how people have changed like people are watching it and people are making it so I think that's also like a distinction especially like on this podcast where it's like Mm -hmm. it's not just like especially things that are a little bit older it's like you also have to see it in the time that it was made and like reference Mm -hmm. and stuff because you know uh, yeah, I was talking about cover how like people don't say that's so gay anymore, even though people used to yeah. say that a lot, like normally, yeah. and it was like okay, and just like that's like yeah. a, it's for, it was a fairly new thing. It was like you know two thousands that people said that. So yeah, I think that's just kind of interesting to see how much we've like we've all changed as like a people. Yeah, for those well, that's things, why we're know? on like I mean we're on like seventh wave feminism. Like that's why is because like the shades of subtlety that have been added as we overcome each larger problem. Yeah. Now it's getting down into the nit- the nitty gritty stuff, which is like the deeply ingrained like cultural sexism, totally. and that's true not just for like women's rights, but yeah, like gay rights or like you know any kind of like diversity and representation totally. and like all that stuff. It's all come down to a lot more educated understanding of it yeah um not for everybody but in general yeah so yeah it's just kind of interesting yeah. to see how like things from even 10 years ago i'm like ooh, 
that why why yeah. would you say that that's kind of weird like <laughs> yeah yeah but this movie i mean but like overall, um, you know. i definitely it has the same issue that like every movie has or i don't know where it's like oh this is like pepper potts is awesome and we yeah. like her but there's no other women at all except for the reporter and she's a slut like <laughs> yeah. i'm joking yeah. no but she's portrayed and also she's kind of portrayed as like even after that, she's oh, still yeah. portrayed as kind of, like, this shrill, like... Oh, yeah. Like, Have you seen this? Like, how can you condone this? Blah, blah, blah. And, and it's like, okay, like, she's doing her job. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, Jesus, this girl's just trying yeah. to get to... Those are valid questions that she's asking. Yeah. You just happen yeah. to be very shrill, you know, like, making her very yeah. shrill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... So, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's, like, I don't... It doesn't bother me as much in this one, but I think that the problem that I kind of see is that this becomes a formula for Marvel movies going forward, and that that role, that kind of Pepper Potts role doesn't progress as much as the kind of Tony Stark role does. Like, in Doctor yeah. Strange, like, Rachel McAdams does, like, almost nothing. Like, yeah. like oh, almost yeah. nothing. Because she's a love interest, yeah. and her job is to ground the main right. character. Like, that is the story. That, and yeah. so that's why it's kind of interesting. So that's why, it, you know, it doesn't bother me as much in Iron Man, but I think it, like, everyone's like, okay, this works. We'll continue yeah. on like that forever. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. So I, th- I yeah. think that's like, what it even is. Yeah, because, like, even in, um... Uh, in the third one, one thing that drove me insane about that movie is that the whole thing is about Tony feeling like he needs to be able to protect Pepper. Oh, yeah. And he's afraid that he can't protect her and he can't protect himself. And then she gains the ability to be indestructible. And at the end of the movie, he's like, no, honey, we'll fix you. Don't worry. And, she, and it's like, I don't she fixed. Really, like, she's fine. She doesn't need to be fixed because now she's probably like more indestructible than you are. Like, like, isn't that what you wanted? Like, Yeah. So crazy. So yeah, I totally agree that like his, I mean, because that is one thing they do well with his character yeah. is that they do, he goes through a lot of arcs, you know, which is awesome. But um, yeah, and the girls, the girls don't get the same. Yeah, I, I think it's more that it's like seeing since it is a cinematic universe of like how things progress for some characters and not for others is I think kind of telling of like and I'm and I think they're slowly trying to change that but I think they were just too stuck in their formula for so long that only until like the past couple years they've been starting to like break those molds and it's like okay yeah Yeah, it's almost (laughs) to a point where like they plan these movies so far in advance that like by the time they get to production like two or three years have passed and everyone else is on a different page right that's that's true like I think that yeah I mean it's it's kind of wild, but it's it's also hard because like you know we see Winter Soldier, which has like that's my favorite yeah. Black Widow. Role. Oh yeah, me like, too. She's so good, and she gets so much like justice in that movie for her character. She gets all the things, and so you know it can be done. Yeah, it's just like clearly the directors and writers like are just choosing to change. Yeah, it's. <sighs> I think it's more like it's just easy to be like, yeah, she's cute, and then like she can just do this, and then like that's what she does. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, there's, like, there could be other women. I mean, I'm not saying there can't be love interests. You can have a love interest and then someone else. Mm-hmm. That's why you need more but than one. the only woman. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. The only woman has to represent, like, Everything. every aspect of, of women. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. But that's why that's why Pepper is good in this yeah. movie. I was I was, made a note, like, I like that she's scared at the end but still does what she what needs to be done. Totally. Like, I feel like that gives her a lot of, yeah, like, yeah. So I feel like they do a good job with her, actually. And she, I would say she's of equal importance to, like, any of the other secondary characters. Oh, yeah, probably um, more so than, like, anyone so, else. Yeah, yeah. So, totally. yeah, and, well, like, there's Rhodey, but I feel like he doesn't yeah. quite come into his... He's not as important in this movie as the later ones. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like, and then it's, like, played by Don Cheadle now, and it's kind of like, we all yeah, need to adjust. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I love Don Cheadle, and, like, he does yeah. a great job, but I actually really like Terrence Howard. Me too. Um, in this role, I'm kind of sad that he didn't stick around, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like John Cheadle in, like, the, not, well, this, the second Iron Man is, is okay, uh, but I kind of like mm-hmm. him, like, just on his own in the all later movies than that, because that kind of yeah, works out better. Yeah, I like when he gets to do his own Yeah, stuff. and he's, like, yeah. kind of funny, and I was like, okay, I get it now, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, now I see them, yeah. But that's the other thing is like, which is, this is going to be a big theme in all these movies, is that these movies are real white. Oh! Like, like I was thinking about it, because yeah. we didn't bring it up in Batman Begins, but Batman Begins is, is white. only white people, <laughs> except for, except for, uh, uh, Ken what? Morgan Ken. Freeman. Oh, no, uh, oh, yeah, Morgan Freeman, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we have uh, Terrence Howard, and that's the only black. And that's it. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like. Yeah. So I would say what I want to do is I want to have a little tally for all the movies that we do, which is how many women there are versus how many, like, just any person of color there is at all. Like, anybody. What's what's that? that And I'd say it'll probably be equal or lesser. (laughs) I think people of color are less than, like, (sighs) women in these movies, which is, like, insane. Yeah, because that's so true. It's like, man. Yeah, like, Batman Begins, you're like, why is Gotham full of only white people if this is based probably in Chicago? Like, Yeah, or New York or wherever. Yeah, like... <laughs> any one of those. You're what? like, there's black people there. I know there are. Like, they're there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like, yeah. Iron Man, like... Oh, you, you, you have the Middle Eastern people, but then they're all almost ba- all bad guys and yeah. don't speak English. And it's different to have a... This is a really big distinction, is like, it's different to have a character who is a certain race t- because of the story versus a person who just happens to be non-white in a normal role. Yeah. Like, that's a very different level of, like, representation than, like, oh, he's Middle Eastern because he is a terrorist or because he's <laughs> right. affected by terrorism. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> like, know, he's, that's real, that's a big difference. It's not like, <laughs> oh, he's just some guy who lives there. Like, he's not, he just yeah. lives in Malibu. Like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's like something like Rogue One is like they didn't have to explain why all these diverse cultures are here. They're like, we're just it's space. It's just space. Yeah. There's a bunch of cultures here, and it's like that's what's. Although apparently only one woman (laughs) in space, though. Still, still couldn't get it quite right. Couldn't get quite there. There's in Star Wars universe. There's only a few women, and they're all uh, white and brown haired. White brunettes. That's it. That's all we got. All right. Well, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call this the Fast and Furious test. <laughs> yes. Do the, does this movie yes. at least live up to Fast and Furious? Answer no. is no. It doesn't. It's a better movie, I would argue, but diversity-wise, does not live up to Fast and Furious. Like Fast and Furious does it like it's n- like nobody's business. They do it with such yeah. casual. Like they didn't even like. They're not like oh we got rid of this Asian guy we need a new Asian guy they're like no we got like a couple. It's cool. Or, yeah. or they're like, oh, we got rid of yeah. a woman. We got we got another one coming. It's cool. Like, you know, yeah. it's like. Yeah, they'll just bring someone else in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, because once they assemble their team, they're like, we got a, you know, Simone guy, got a couple black guys, got like Vin Diesel, who is ethnically <laughs> ambiguous. I think he's Italian. Yeah. And then also, I don't know. Dominican or something? It's, it's yeah, where it's like know. novel that you're like, ooh, there's the one white guy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, which is cool. Like, I, I like I like it to be yeah. mixed. I'm mixed bag yeah. of, of everybody. It is a, kind of, the, like, a crazy <sighs> distinction between, like, fa- watching Fast and Furious and these movies. is like, whoa. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's insane. I mean, like, yeah. Which, which I mean, like, I could talk for another, like, hour just about that. And, oh, like, yeah. how this is a movie meant for, like, for white people. Whereas, you know, Fast and Furious is a movie meant to appeal to yeah. everybody. You know, it's totally. Like, yeah, uh, it's all about the demographics. So, yeah, that, I'm sure that'll be a common thing among these movies. Uh, yeah. Especially, like, no, I would say, I was going to say especially Marvel movies, but, like, no. Just just in general. Yeah, just all you of know? Them. <laughs> Yeah. Just, oh, hey. Yep. So, yeah. Um, so, wow, that was, uh, that was, that was quite the whirlwind of uh, topics. I know. <laughs> covering all your movies. I will say... There's a couple, like, I haven't had a chance to bring this up, but there's one line in this that I always think of, like, I don't know why this pops up at the randomest moments, but the part where he goes, Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave, (laughs) and I think about that all the time, I don't know why. Like, anytime someone's like, oh no, I can't do that, and I'm in my head, I'm like, Tony Stark can build this in a cave, like... (laughs) Oh my god, and I love how he says it, like, Jeff Bridges is just so over the top of this. So good, yeah. I mean, that's another thing, like, like, not, I don't kind of want to wrap it up, but, um, they do a good job of casting, like, weird-ass, like, just random people, like, in their movies a lot of times, yeah, and, like, Jeff Bridges is like, I don't, has he ever played a villain besides, like, his evil self in (laughs) Tron 2? I don't know. That arguably, which was arguably not even him, it was actually just a computer, because it was a 
computer generated face. <laughs> I'm glad we were able to integrate Tron Two. You mean Tron Legacy? <laughs> Tron Legacy. It's not I'm Tron sorry. Two. It's, not Tron, <laughs> it's it Tron, Tron Legacy <laughs> with the guy who looks like the guy who's in Pacific Rim, but it's not that guy. <laughs> yeah what happened to him actually? i don't know i think charlie hunnam killed Garrett him Hedlund? and was like you look too much like me just absorbed his soul yeah just like he's like now we're one person yeah. no but yeah because like that guy was like a thing and then charlie hunnam like That's was like also funny. a thing and they i think those are the two guys who look similar yeah and, there can only be one yeah it's like that guy who looks like tom hardy who isn't tom hardy and you're like it's like weirds me out i forget what his name is which one's Doesn't that matter. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I like him, though. He has, like, a, is he the one who was in Great Gatsby? He was, like, the, the bad husband? I don't know. <laughs> deep I reference. Don't know. It, like, he yeah. just looks really similar. Anyways. No, he's the guy who's yeah. in Suicide Squad that he took over Tom Hardy's role. Oh, Jai Courtney. Yes, Jai Courtney. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah, you're right. Although, I, uh, I like him. But, yeah, you're totally right. They totally fill the same space. So this kind of, like, big bruiser, yeah. like, kind of yeah. dude. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, discount Damn. Tom Hardy. I'm not 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 like he's bad, but he's like, oh, we can't afford Tom yeah. Hardy. <laughs> Jack Courtney is ready to go. That's funny. Um, Shit. Yeah, no, there's a lot. We there's make... a lot of those twin lookalikes that yeah. that weird me out. That's funny. Um, yeah. I forget how we got on. <laughs> I don't know either. On. I almost thought that when you said that though, I thought of uh, Scott Eastwood. He also looks like Garrett Hedlund a little bit. Oh, not so much like. True. But yeah. but yeah, Scott Eastwood's got that that Clint Eastwood hotness. Yeah, although I've heard he's well, not I don't know if I should say this in public, but I've heard he's a real. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard he's a real asshole. <laughs> but yeah, he's nice to look at. I don't mind that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, on that note, I feel like we should end this um, in the same way that they do in the movie. Oh, actually, I guess I should say all our stuff that's what? important. Which is oh, I was say, like, uh, what? <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I should like... say our our other stuff first, which is um, uh, if you like us, <laughs> yeah. please subscribe. <laughs> if you're cool with all these ramblings, please subscribe on iTunes. Um, please follow us on Twitter, Bad Fem Film Club, yes. and please follow us on Instagram, Bad Feminist Film Club. Rate and review. Um, we love it. Yeah, please do. Or or just um also if you're able to you know tell one or two friends this week about our podcast that would be cool of you. Thanks so much. Um so yeah I want to end it by saying I am Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh I thought you were gonna do the Samuel L. Jackson like the Avengers Initiative like post. Oh oh okay well that's like <laughs> what, would, yeah, what am I supposed? To, how would that end a podcast? How would I well, because like, I thought this was like our me. end credit sequence where you were gonna do I don't know. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. That was no, good. I just Sorry. read that because like in um at the end of my notes I wrote I am Iron Man in quotes and then just in all caps iconic. <laughs> <laughs> iconic. It was. That still gives me chills it whenever that happens iconic. and like, like credit rolls. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking dope. I love that part. Like that just gives Love you it. that like Yeah. Um And then Iron Man plays, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Wow. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, go out, be Iron Man, stay bad. And uh, yeah, I can't remember. I'll have to look at the calendar. Um, we'll announce on Twitter what we're watching next, next yeah. because I can't remember what we're watching next. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, I think I do, but like, I don't want to ruin it. Okay. All okay. right. We'll wait. We'll wait until talk we to know you. for sure. <laughs> we'll tell you later. Super organized, guys. <laughs> it's All right. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.